0: Hey everybody, welcome to Magical Mumbles. Before the episode starts, I just want to remind you that you can send voice messages with the Anchor app. If you have the Anchor app or if you download it, you can send me voicemail and I'll play it on air and answer any questions, get into the conversation. I would love to hear some topics you want to hear about or talk about, anything like that. Make this an open forum. So without further ado, here's the show peace hey everybody it's magical mumbles the one podcast where you can learn magic the art and science of causing change in accordance with your will this is your host watusi of the black dawn and um, i'm not really named that I'm just called Watusi. This is Magical Mumbles, the podcast, and I lost character. I'm sorry. Today, we're going to talk about visualization, the mind, and symbolism. Oh, crazy, hmm? Um, um, I want to take a second to apologize for nothing. Okay. Now, the subject today is visualizing your mind okay let me start over your mind let me start over again the subject of today is visualization symbolism and interfacing with reality by using mental symbols and visualization techniques to achieve new insights and fun and profit so when I say visualization, what do I mean? As a definition, a working definition for this conversation, by visualization I mean creating images, sounds, or other sensory experiences mentally in one's imagination, imaginary senses. That is the general definition of the term visualization for this. Why is it important? Why is it useful? Well, it is my opinion that our subconscious mind has a great big old bundle of thoughts, concepts, ideas things rolling around up in there in the the brain, in the mind space that usually we can interact and usually do interact with in dream space, in dream time. When we dream, our subconscious conjures up visuals and symbols to represent things that we're feeling and thinking and going through in our lives. And we have really strange, sometimes very quite bizarre, sometimes even frightening experiences In dreams that when we have the privilege of remembering them seem quite nonsensical and ridiculous when compared with the usual order of everyday waking life the ridiculousness comes from the flexible nature of the dream space we all know that when we dream we can do basically anything Um, and especially if you're lucid you can really do anything you want but in a dream essentially anything can happen you're not bound by the boundaries of you're not limited by the boundaries of time space or you know matter so what can happen and what you can experience in dreams is really you can get really weird sometimes you have boring dreams where everything is boring but usually dreams are pretty crazy and wacky and odd and things happen that just don't make logical sense or they wouldn't make logical sense if they happened while you were awake and this symbolism and this activity that goes on in the mind while we're dreaming it has according to plenty of dreaming interpretation books plenty of information about what's going on subconsciously and one can turn this mechanism around consider for a second a uh, Rorschach inkblot test I don't know how up to date these are do they still do these things? I should do some podcast googling these days, huh? I wonder if Rorschach tests let's google that really fast Rorschach. how do you spell that? Are Rorschach tests still used? Are Rorschach tests still used? Number one question search on Google. Answers, yes. They are still in use and they provide rather bad information. My former... Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Okay, so this top random Guardian post um, says that they're still in use. And that the information is bad. But the concept... um, Not much used these days, yeah, I figured. But consider the concept of a Rorschach test. The idea that when you look into an image, what you see and what you say you see is some kind of indicator of what's going on within. Now, I agree with the idea that probably the ink blots aren't such a good, accurate test to use, but... I think reality itself, waking life itself, provides a much more colorful tapestry than a a single block, a blot of black and gray ink, to speak to you. I think reality itself, waking life, even dreams that can that can be part of experience, is quite a colorful thing. And I think, I feel. That if we look within, we'll find that each one of us will conjure up... will have different feelings based on their experiences. This is, you know, that's obvious. Like, we experience different things differently. But what if... What if what you experience and what you see and feel... What if what is imagined could actually have an effect on waking real life? What if visualization could provide insight, could provide a space for meditation, could provide a space for practice and reflection? This can operate on so many different levels. This and, and I have two particular levels in mind right now. One, the direct interf- the direct sensory level where you're imagining things that you're actually feeling in real time, and the, the virtual, the virtual mm, symbol, uh, symbol trying to think of what to call this the symbol the mental symbolism interfacing symbolic mental interfacing i mean looking within allowing dream dream spaces and images to to arise examining them relating those and calibrating those with your own idea of yourself and using this information to explore, figure things out, understand things better. Let me give you an example. So this doesn't sound too much like gobbledygook. Take a sip of my um, mango juice here. So... First of all, the, the simple physical interfacing level. For example, I could use visualization to run virtual reality simulations per se. I could use visualization even more powerfully to edit memories. And let me give you an example. How? Let's say, for example, that actually I'll I'll give you a real life application. So, I don't know about you, but I occasionally remember embarrassing. I occasionally have embarrassing memories. It's not a big deal, but over my life, I um, I have I've had cringy moments. You know what I mean? Like, moments of cringe, where maybe, when I look back on I remember it, I, I cringe. You ever feel that? Like, you, you remember something that you did, or that you said, or you, you just made a fool of yourself, or maybe, nothing bad necessarily had to happen, but you are just like, ugh, cringe, like, ugh. Uh, sometimes it's something silly that's just cringe. Sometimes it's, um, maybe maybe just uh, feelings of resentment or something that that have developed over time because of unresolved whatever a visualization technique i often use when i notice that when i'm when i have an interruption in an otherwise positive experience like i'm, I'm having a good day doop-de-doo and i randomly something will trigger a memory of something cringy and it's just like it doesn't Bother me too much, but it's just like a little, uh, and I don't want to feel that again. The technique I'll often use is um, an edit, a memory editing technique where I examine the submodalities features of the memory. Submodalities are the features of sensory details, such as um, visual submodalities are brightness. Color, hue, um, fuzziness, clearness. Um, audio submodalities are quiet, loud. Is it is it like staticky or is it clear? Is it um, a, a deep tone or a high tone? Pitch, uh, low pitch. What octave? What note? What you know? What volume? Those are submodalities. They're like how loud how bright how quiet the details of the details you can look at the sub- submodalities modalities of a memory which are many times usually experienced visually try remembering something right now go ahead remember something how did you remember that thing How do you know that you're remembering it? How do you tell the difference between remembering that thing and thinking about something else? When you're doing the same thing physically. You remember by sensory input. You had a sensory experience then at the time. You saw things, you felt things, you heard things. And you have a mental imagination of those events. And by the way, these recollections are often skewed from reality. Over time, it's been found and pretty well known that over time, our memories tend to, um, tend to uh, warp. They tend to become skewed in a one way or another. And we remember things many times perhaps worse than usual. When someone was maybe upset with us, we remember it. We remember them being way more upset than they really were, for example. That's just a segue, but I remember the submodalities. Look at the sensory experience that you're running like a hard drive video in your head. And you have the opportunity to pause it, fade it out. Turn it down. So let's say, for example, I'm remembering something where I said something really cringy, just some kind of uh, embarrassing thing that I said, um, and I just don't. I don't want to hear myself say that thing again because going over this experience over and over again isn't providing me any r- good resources. It's not serving me anymore. So I, I want to. I don't want it anymore. So I'll look at the memory and what comes out to me most is and this is what you can do with your memories as well what stands out to you the most Um, I'm hearing my voice I can hear my own voice saying something I can hear this awkward silence afterward I can see the blank faces of the people I was talking to when I told this bad joke that didn't land or whatever I can see these things and I can I can turn down... Ooh, and there's even another level we can add to this afterward. But I can turn down the volume of my voice so that I, I can't hear it anymore. My mouth is just moving with no sound coming out. I can blank out the faces of the people. Turn the screen white. I can push the whole thing away. And I often do this. I'll push the whole thing away like it's on a tv screen and i push the whole tv away it's just like it goes fades away into whiteness or blackness and it's gone and over time it might take one or two times of doing it but there's many memories that have come up repeated repeated and i notice it's repeating so i run this program and that's the last time that it bothers me The more of an impression that an experience makes on you, obviously, the more challenging it'll be to edit it. But generally speaking, with enough time and patience, you can pretty much do anything with your brain. By the way, I'm not a doctor. Uh, Don't take any of this as medical advice. This is for entertainment purposes only. Hope that goes without saying. But... We can take this up another level. Imagine for a second that you had an interface. And this is a lot, a lot of um, Richard Bandler's work was, was based around this. Imagine you could have an interface, like a control panel. Literally a panel with buttons and knobs. And each one of these buttons and knobs could control some aspect of your actual being. Want some more confidence? Just turn up the confidence knob. Want some more some more sleep? Turn up the sleepiness knob. Using visualization, you can do this. You can imagine... And it takes a it, it takes more than just imagining it. Of course, you're not going to imagine a, a sleep knob right now, turn it up, and expect to just knock out. Obviously, but what you can do using the tool of visualization is install the the physical reactions that will act as a reaction to the anchor, the visual anchor that you place on that knob. This is this is design human engineering imagine for a second a control panel a slab of metal make that slab of metal as long as you like make it enough space to fit as many knobs as you're going to need right now and when you have the image of that control panel give it a color Maybe it's a shiny blue color. Maybe it's a nice sleek black. Maybe it's one of those trendy iridescent finishes. I think mine has that for some reason. (laughs) And then you can think, hmm, what is a resource that I'd like more of? Would I like more determination, more motivation? Let's take determination, for example. I would like more determination. So then I could go in and using my tool of visualization, imagine a... By going in, I mean uh, going within myself and imagine a memory or a time or a fantasy Memories, I think, are probably the best because they actually happen and you, you can pull from real experiences where I had a great determination. It could be a memory from my childhood where I was playing. It could be a memory from recent memory where I did really well and I was really determined. But a, a memory where I'm pulling from that place of determination. When I consider that memory, and I go into that feeling, and I feel the height of that feeling of determination, I can reach onto, you can reach into your control panel, and make a click install. Grab the knob that you would like to make your MIDI map to your feelings to, flip it, and this is happening in your visual space, Flip it, feel the feelings of that determination that you're pulling from that memory and mentally associate that feeling with that knob and keep doing it. Do it a few times, do it for, for as long, much as you can, do a few for a few minutes, do it for an hour, train it over time, collect feelings in that knob. Whenever you feel a feeling, flip that knob in your brain and store it. You can even store memories, store feelings as you go along. And whenever you find yourself in a place where you need that resource, you have that data in that knob, that neural connection with that imaginary um, control panel. You can turn it up and you can reignite that motivational, that determinate flame. You can feel that feeling of determination again. takes practice this sk- the skill of visualization is that it's a skill it, it is a skill it's like a muscle the more you do it the easier it is um people like artists know this very well a lot of artists when they start out they don't know how to see you try to draw a tree you only draw like a sort of a shape that resent that that symbolizes a tree but it's not the tree itself because they haven't learned how to how to train their eyes to actually see form. But once they start doing that, they start to actually see form in a different way. It works much the same way with this and anything else. When you go within and you practice visualizing forms, shapes, and you practice bringing up feelings, when you practice working within and using visualization to command sensory experiences mentally in your imagination, when you practice using your imagination... It gets stronger, it gets clearer, it gets more bold, it comes to the forefront more, and you can work with it more. This is where meditation can come in quite handy. Doing visualization meditations is very cathartic and enjoyable, and it can really help. Um, Some suggestions are you can build an actual mental space. You can go into meditation, build a mental uh, temple build a a sacred temple space for yourself. It can be a big extravagant temple or you can start with a nice simple room and practice just holding that image in your mind, your own special mental happy room. You can start with something that's easy to visualize if that's better. And maybe, this is just an idea, you can get so good at visualizing that space that you can actually level up and go into that space whenever you like and within that space you have freedom to experiment explore with whatever other constructs and ideas you want to work with perhaps you want to add more rooms to your temple maybe you want to add some equipment or some um some some more a looking glass or a crystal ball or a a freaking movie theater if you want (laughs) the only limit is your imagination you know what I'm saying? Visualization. It's fun, kids, try it out. It's safe. It's it's great. It's a free toy. <laughs> and with that, I think I'm gonna end this episode. Remember that you can check out my YouTube channel, check me out on um, Watusi at YouTube. Um, to check out the, there might be a video version of this eventually. I think I might do that at some point. I got to figure out the audio situation with my computer because I have a great mic and all, but my computer, it's, I don't know what's going on with the audio. It's doing this weird thing where it skips, but once we figure that out, figure out some kind of situation with the video, I, I might start doing video podcasts. Um, but I'm still here on anchor. Check me out on YouTube, 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 Check me out on YouTube. What to see? What to see? I'm posting the podcast and I'm posting music, um, posting content there. So stay magical, people. Um, oh, and don't forget that you can send me voice messages through the Anchor app. If you have Anchor, if you get Anchor, you can send a voice message to me through that if you follow the Magical Mumbles podcast and I will play it on air, answer any questions, concerns, so forth, so on and so forth. I'd love to interact with you guys, ask, um, answer questions and stuff. My brain and my voice are tired. Love you. Bye.